Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Write that down. Write that down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that then. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Yes, it is 5 o'clock on a Friday here, live on the all-new Score North on 1500. And also scorenorth.com, where you can listen and find all of our written content and on-demand podcasts. Anything we do, the hub is scorenorth.com. We're also streaming live video right now. At least we hope so. We're trying a new. We're trying some new software here, so we'll see if it. So if is it this works, Twitch or is this something else? And it's, it's part everything. of Twitch. It's Twitch. Woo! This is this mind is blown, dude. Judd on Twitch for the first time. It's Twitch. Hey, Twitch. It's Twitter. Yeah. It's YouTube. It's Facebook, and it's all at or slash Score North. S K O R North. That's a lot of Judd. It's a lot of Judd. I don't know that anybody needs that much Judd. <laughs> It's Mackie and Jeb with Rami. Rami is out today. He's he's moving from uh, Milwaukee officially. So we got Manny hanging out with us. And uh, Jonathan is going to make some predictions. Wave to the camera, Manny. Waving to the camera. Nice. So every week, if you're new to this segment, we make predictions. And unlike every other sports talk radio station around the country or political talk station, whatever the format is, we hold each other accountable. The government shutdown will end today. Oh, wait, it did already. Add so you should, you should have one. gone on the record last week with that. You know what? I should have. That's was a mistake on my have. part. Uh, we hold each other accountable. We keep track of each other's batting averages. Only a couple things, before we get to the predictions for the week, only a couple things came off the board here. I believe it was one for me and one for Judd came off the board. I said Andy Reid would win his first Super Bowl this year. Whoops. Not going to happen. I was wrong, too. But I, Judd I got it even more wrong. He yeah. said the Chiefs will face the Saints in the Super Bowl. I meant the runner-up game that they used to play. <laughs> That's what I the clearly meant. Game. Yes, I clearly meant that. Okay? And those were the only two things that came off the board. And so as you can see, if you're watching the stream of this, either live or on demand, you can see our batting averages scrolling across the bottom of the screen and some of our recent wrong predictions are scrolling across the bottom of the screen. So as it stands, Judd is off to a pretty good start, still hitting 417, slugging 583. Uh, I'm hitting 333, slugging 333. Manny hitting 143 and slugging 286. And so far, Jonathan hitless on the season. Listeners are hitless on the season. Do you? I thought I did. Oh, we might have. Yeah, you're right. I didn't. I didn't give you proper credit. I've hit in there somewhere. I don't remember what it was. But no, we, I think I think we uh, I think you negotiated this last week. I got to go back and find it though. I don't it's have okay. it in our records. Well, it's hard to keep track of all the wild predictions I make because it they're is. just. Massive swings all the time. <laughs> Write this down. Fair Write enough. it down. You like writing things down. Write that down. 
So let's uh, let's get to the prediction portion here, gentlemen. We'll go around the room, Judd to Jonathan to Manny, and then and then back to me three times around. All right, I'm going to uh, start with my Super Bowl predictions already. Although we're a week out, or a little bit more than a week out from the game, Tom Brady will be the MVP of the Super Bowl. Okay, against the Rams because you have you also are on the record saying Kirk Cousins will be the MVP. Of yeah, that, that was going to be wrong. <laughs> That was getting wrong, and that was a forced home run prediction segment. I will remind you that I was swinging from the heels only because I was forced to by the um, by the rules of our game at the time. Tom Brady will be the MVP. Write it down. You like writing things down. Darn right. There will be at least one fight on Radio Row this week. Oh, yes. Can we oh, prove? my gosh. How are we going to find out? Oh, dead, spin be out or there. dead spin or something? Okay, yeah, yeah, you're, right. you're right. You're right. But there was a fight last year. Happened like right across from you guys. It did. There will be did it one. Turn physical? There will be one this yeah. week. Didn't really turn physical. The, well, this, next week. I think we you need parameters I mean. here. Fight as in a dust up or actual punches thrown. Because we didn't. I don't think those guys. The Houston guy threw a punch. There was no punches, but it was a. It was but a pretty, when you say fight, are you talking like, like a dust up? Like, okay. Something like that. Something that happened important. like last year. A dust up. Dust yeah. up. Yeah, because. Because a fight, I think, of punches thrown, and yeah. those guys might have come close, but there was never a punch thrown. Well, we should tell just like just expand that story. <laughs> and so the guy went to Perkins or whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, this was so. This was our old buddy Matt Thomas, yep. who used to no, work here at Amphitheater. He was no, 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 no. It was his station that that had the, the they had the oh, table really? right next to us. Yeah, Josh, yeah. what's his face? Josh Innes Thank is you. the guy, and he's just a total shock jock. I mean, he's like he thinks it's the late '90s and it's WCW. We're gonna in, we're gonna invade WCW, and I'm gonna be a sports talk shock jock. And so this dude walks across to the other Houston sports radio table. Mm-hmm. Oh I don't know, God. probably like 50 feet down. And Judd and I are prepping because these are morning shows. So Judd and I are just prepping for the nine o'clock show at the time that we were doing. And this dude takes his headphones. They're doing a segment, and this dude takes his headphones off and starts yelling at. The table down the hall, and you're like, "What?" Call. So then he then he fires up the hotline to his own show on his phone and oh walks boy. down. And while the other show, the competing show, is on the air, he's on his phone broadcasting all of this, and it's like people are recording it, and mm, there weren't yeah. actual punches. And it was a former Texan player who he did it to, right? Yeah, on, on the so, different yeah. stage, Tight end or yeah, end or something like that. And the yeah. guy's like, "Dude, go sit down. I'll end right. you." Yeah. So that happened. But so then Judd goes like, over and knocks them all out. It was crazy. Yeah, of course he does. Pretty strong. Clothesline. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down? <laughs> all right. Over to Manny Hill here. Uh, Byron Buxton, write this down, will have at least a 270 batting average in 2019. Ooh. That'd be good news. Okay. So I think we have a couple 250 predictions in the room. So Manny has upped it to 270, 270. for Byron Buxton. Yep. Okay. At I've, least 270. I think I've got a Buxton and a Sano home run prediction on the table as well. Yeah, you have... Um, I know I have a Sano because I, I saw it a couple nights a ago. One? Judd has a, has a Miguel Sano will hit 25 or more home runs for the Twins this season. <laughs> Take that. And Jonathan, you and I both have Byron Buxton hitting 250 or better yeah. is on the board somewhere there. Okay. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right. I've got to, I'm going to go across different different genres of entertainment with you guys this week for these predictions. We'll start with a Twins prediction. The Twins will add at least $15 million more to their 2019 payroll before opening day. How much? So they'll add at least $15 million okay. more. All right. I'm not saying it's going to be multi-year big deals, but by the time they get to opening day, it's not going to be Is this a, a $30 million gap between last year's payroll and this year's payroll. Where Is are they this? at now? 95? Yeah. 90? 
We're closer to a hundred or somewhere in that range. Okay. Is yeah. this a, a guess or d- does this come from inciting done at today's luncheon over hot dogs and whatever else you had? Does it hot dog? I missed the hot dogs. I thought I saw there some was, There was meatloaf. I didn't there was eat. killer meatloaf. I didn't eat. I didn't eat. There have been corn dogs there. I would have been mad you left me out of this invitation, <laughs> dude. How did you go to the luncheon and not eat? This Jenny Craig thing is absolutely oh, killing right. me. Oh, <laughs> they, they had vegetables, and I don't even get an endorsement from it. They had sautéed vegetables. <laughs> You could have eaten the sautéed vegetables. I didn't know that. That's on right your now. I just ate my nutrition bar instead. They had, yeah, they had salad and sautéed vegetables. Write that down. Just call me TB12. I don't have a pencil. <laughs> well, remember that then. All right, back to Judd. Speaking of TB12, I'm going to go daily double on the Patriots quarterback. Not only will Tom Brady be named the MVP of the Super Bowl next Sunday, but he also is going to call it quits. After the 2019 season, at the age of 42, after the, oh, so, so after oh, next so season, play one more season. After yes, so he's okay. going to come back and play 2019, but then he's going to be at this time next year, 42, and he will retire. Does he walk out a Super Bowl winner? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay, you don't want to add that to your list. So, no, I know this is already to quote the old station, ballsy enough. This also, also, one week after I predicted that Judd would hedge at least five times and write that down, I'm one-fifth of the way there. Because earlier, you yeah. had a prediction that Tom Brady, you, Tom Brady will play in the NFL through the 2019 season at least and into the future, which counts as a hedge to me. Like, you've got him well, playing now I'm like bringing, the future. But now I'm telling you, no, but I'm seeing done. things much clearer now. <laughs> this is the Karnak thing about me. Write this down. All right, back to Jonathan. Take this hedge and... I'll stick with the Patriots here off of Judd's. After the Patriots beat the Rams in the Super Bowl, they will be accused of cheating in some way or another. Wow. What's the time frame on this? By the start of next season. Okay. So they'll be accused of cheating before week one. Yes. Will they be found guilty? I'm not adding that in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious to know what you enough. might think. Write this down. Write that down. All right, back to Manny Hill. <laughs> Touche. The Timberwolves will get to 40 wins this season. They're 24 and 24 right now. They'll okay. Get, they'll get to 40 wins. That's, I feel like you need a little more optimism. I feel like we need to, that might be a single. Do I hear 50? And no, a you don't hear 50. <laughs> you definitely don't hear 50. Hey, um, well, hold on. Since we've got, we've got one of the lead voices of our Timberwolves shows here, Raised by Wolves, Manny Hills in the house. Mm-hmm. They're at, if I, unless I, did the math wrong this morning in my haze? They're twenty and fifteen yeah. since Jimmy Butler was traded. Yeah, so they're playing at like a they're playing at a playoff pace without Jimmy Butler with Carl Anthony Towns averaging twenty four and thirteen and three. So I know that people they've gotten smoked in a couple games, but we led the show off today, Manny, with just a bunch of Wolves optimism and that hey, I know that LeBron wasn't playing last night, but they're twenty and fifteen after Jimmy Butler got traded. Yeah, they've been they've been playing really well. I just think that. I think there's enough there to get to 40 wins, but I'm I'm a little concerned about the injuries that they have right now at the point guard spot with Teague being in and out. Tyus is still dealing Wait, with he's the a point guard thing. now. What are you talking about? Yeah, well, he was good last <laughs> night, but, you know. He was engaged last night. Yeah. He found it intriguing to play point guard. It was the Lakers. It was no LeBron, but it was the Lakers, so he was engaged. Yeah, good point. Write it down. You like <laughs> national TV. Down? Write right. this down. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to go Wolves. I'm going to, since, since Mandy's on the Wolves, I'm going to go Wolves too. I think the Wolves make the playoffs. Ooh. The Timberwolves will make, the, they're only like a couple games out of the eighth seed. The Clippers started hot and the Clippers have faded. LeBron has, like, when LeBron comes back, I think the Lakers are in. So the, the Wolves are going to need a couple teams to drop out. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that what we've seen post Jimmy Butler and now with Ryan Saunders, not a fluke. The Timberwolves will make the playoffs. 
Write it down. Write this down. My final, write that down. I'm going to take this one into my 50s, literally. Carl Anthony Towns will be the NBA's MVP in 2021. Okay. Wow. In the 2021 season, Carl Anthony Towns will win his first NBA MVP award. So it's the season after next season. Correct. Okay. Write that down. Write that down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that then. Back to Jonathan Harrison. All right. Based on his performance yesterday in the skills challenge, Adam Thielen will throw a touchdown pass this weekend at the Pro Bowl. Wow. Mm. Okay. I like it. Who's going to catch it? Come on. I don't know. Couldn't tell you. His son. (laughs) Three-year-old kid. Might as well allow that kid to play in that farce of a game. (laughs) No hitting anyways. Might as well. Smoked over the middle. Oh, Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, Manny Hill, third and final prediction for you. The uh, Golden State Warriors will lose no more than three games in the NBA playoffs this year. Okay. So they're, they're, cr- they're going to win the championship. And they are wow. with, with Boogie Cousins Ooh. back Ooh. now. And the way he looked last night against the Wizards, <laughs> they're, they're going to roll right into the playoffs. And I think they found their groove now. I think they've won nine in a row. And uh, they will lose no more than three games in the NBA playoffs and win the title. What a great strategy for them. Hey, guys, let's do nothing for the first two months. Let's mm-hmm. just sleepwalk and let someone else pace the West, and then we'll hit the gas in 2019. They only took 23 pointers last night. Only 20? Only 20. It's Patriots. They, they, like, they, right? fed, they fed Boogie Cousins inside. and, and the, smart, yeah. the smart teams take the first month chunk of their year now and say, you know what? We'll warm up. Mm-hmm. Patriots do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Golden State. It's the smart play. Mm-hmm. Why bust your ass if you're that good in month one? Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. And final prediction of the week here. Write this down. Hannah G will win The Bachelor. Hannah G, Judd. Hannah G will will be with Colton. I got to pack my stuff up. After The Bachelor is over. <laughs> I got to pack my stuff up. Hannah G. No. No. Who? Twitch, Write I'd like down. to apologize. Write it down. You like writing things down? I'd like to apologize to all those on, tw- what, on no Twitter. Ha- no Hannah G fans? Come on now. I don't even oh. know who Hannah G is. <laughs> what? No idea who, you know who Hannah G is. is? can tell you. I'll, I'll show no you idea. during the break. Thank you, sir. All new Score North. We, are, of course, are in the TCL Broadcast Studios. Mackie and Judd with Rami. No Rami today. He'll be back on Monday. Um, I got a question for you, National Football League-related, Phil Mackie. Yes. And I need an explanation here. And it's, I think it comes down to common sense, but I'm not quite sure. The Chicago Bears have soured on, rightfully, you know what, rightfully so, I'm fine with this, Cody Parkey. Mm-hmm. Cody Parkey did them wrong, and then they didn't like the fact that he, he went on the Today Show to tell his sob story, and it looks like they're done with, with him. And they've worked out, or they are working out a bunch of kickers, including a list of five that they brought in on Friday, five or six, um, that includes a guy by the name of Redford Jones, which is a great name. Nick Folk. Redford Jones. Redford Jones, uh, who kicked collegiately at Tulsa. Can you trust a kicker with two last names? Redford Jones sounds like a movie star to me more than it does a kicker. I believe from Twitter, that's the one they picked out of the workout. Really? Because I was going to say, you know, that's that's like a... That's a good name. Like a yeah, it's a star name though. Yeah, right? it sounds like, like an a old, movie star. Yeah, Redford old movie actor. Listen, name. listen, sweetheart, it's Redford right. Jones here. You know, he uh, kicks like a natural. Now you got too far. Okay. Um, the rest of the names on this list, though: Nick Folk, Josh Gable, blah blah blah. And then I get down to the the last name, 
And if you're replacing or considering or going in the direction of jettisoning Cody Parkey, all right? Yeah. The last name on this list, Bill Mackey, is Blair Walsh. Like, what would make you make that phone call? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What would it mean? We need to, you know what we need to do? We You're need saying to replace... that he's cooked for the rest of his life as a kicker? I'm saying, do you want to replace a guy that just went doink, doink in a key playoff oh, okay, game and okay. had a problem with missed kicks? Do you want to replace him with Blair Walsh, or even consider Blair Walsh? Okay, I read you there. I read you there. That's what I'm saying, common sense. In a vacuum, does Blair Walsh probably deserve some other shot? Yeah, like oh, that dude went ten of ten from fifty one time. But I, I hear yeah, you're no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not saying he should be ostracized for life from kicking. <laughs> I'm saying if I'm trying to replace Cody Parkey after Cody went doink doink in the playoff game, do I really want <laughs> want to go with the guy who doesn't go doink doink? He just misses by a mile wide to the left. Uh, I think if you're if well, is there main issue with Cody Parkey that he misses kicks, or is it that he's a head case? Because I want to know more. If they don't think he's a head case, they just think he misses kicks. Then, but if I'm now, if I'm going to get rid of a head case, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go after Blair Walsh. I think they were upset with Cody, and then and then Matt Nagy became livid when Cody went on the Today Show. Yeah, okay. And they clearly they either advised him not to do that, or they didn't know he was going to. Yeah, and he did, and they went apoplectic. Yeah. But still, Blair Walsh, it's just, this is one where I would be like, we got him on speed dial. No, don't call. Well, how frustrating would it be to, in the NFL, you're a head coach. You're the CEO of a 53-man roster and a dozen, a dozen and a half coaches, and you've got all this pressure on you, and you're, you're, trying, you're, you're trying to figure out how to out-scheme guys like Sean McVay and Bill Belichick and Sean Payton, and how to take a young quarterback and Mitch Trubisky and get him to slow the game down and become one of the top five or six quarterbacks in the NFL, right? And you're spending a large chunk of your early portion of the offseason on finding a kicker. Yeah. That would be really frustrating. And it's mostly just like you could bring this. This is is the thing, too. So they're going to get rid of Cody Parkey because they're mad at him because he misses kicks and he's he's going on national morning shows and he's, you know, sob story. There's no guarantees. Like they could bring any of these five dudes in for a workout and sign any of them, and the, and those dudes could all be on the street. Any one of them by week four, anyways, right? Absolutely. Like yes. no one knows. My grand point here is no one knows what they're looking at with kickers. Every once in a while, you you get a really obvious one in Sebastian Janikowski. Was he a first round pick, by the way? Yes, he was. Yeah. by the Raiders. But you get a, and that's still a bad pick. You don't take a kicker in the first round. No, you but, don't. But Al Davis, like, you did. could you could literally just say, all right, who are who are the five to ten unemployed yet semi-qualified kickers who have kicked in the league before or have gotten a look in training camp? You could pick one at random and pit another one up against another one at random, and you would get like varying results. Mm-hmm. So if I were a coach, I would make the the decision as easy as possible. Just pick one and and stop worrying about it. <laughs> but like, it wouldn't literally be, just pick but it one. wouldn't be Blair Walsh cuz when I put in the <laughs> film of Blair Walsh it's him missing by a mile wide left against yeah. Seattle in the playoff game. Yeah. Do you think that there of all of the coaching jobs in sports do you think that there is a position a position so so not a player himself but a position that is as frustrating as kicker could be for a foot coach? No. Like goaltender, no. goaltenders in hockey are are sort of can be weird and I think frustrating, 
But I can't think of another sport that we watch that emphasizes, you know, mano a mano, right? Football is just, and you know, you got to be able to throw deep and, and, and you go through all of the permeations of what makes your football team successful. And then one of the most important things is the kicker is going to come out and kick the football. Yeah. Yeah. You know, goaltenders can be frustrating, but you need that guy to stop the puck and he's, and he's important all the time. Basketball has nobody like that. There's no position in basketball where you're like, oh, that's a pain in the ass position, right? Yeah, there's like, baseball it was just like doesn't out, have a weird outlier position. Baseball, no, not really. No, it's the it's the only it's the only sport in which you just have a like goalie is outlier compared to skaters, but right. goalie is also like they're they're touching the puck all and, the time, and right, right, they're in all the time. Yep. Um, but it is weird that you have a sport where okay, everything except for the kicking is totally different it's team and it's smash mouth and it's scheming and it's throwing and it's and then all of a sudden you pause the normal game flow for someone to come out and try and kick the ball through this structure a man named (laughs) cody parkey who sounds like he's 12 like if if you were being introduced to american football for the first time and and you like we all grew up with kickers kicking field goals and extra points. So it's just, it would be weird if they took away kicking because, whoa, what? you can't take away kicking. It's been part of the game. Right. But if, if you were new to American football and you watched two or three drives and up and down and Sean McVay and Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, right? Right. And then all of a sudden, like, you pause that and you run some skinny dude out there with... You know, and his a one bar, and helmet. his foot is absolutely at that at that point the most important thing. Yeah, it, but it's it like McVeigh, a guy like McVeigh schemes schemes to get you up and down the field, and yeah. there's these intricate ideas of your, and then it comes down to okay, the drive stalled at the twenty five. So now what? Now we're going to bring out a little guy with his foot. Yeah, and yeah. there's no real scheme to it. He's just going to kick the ball off the ground. Yeah, it is kind of funny. I guess I've never thought about it in that sense but it is kind of fun and your livelihood to the bears and your and your your employment if you're the coach might hinge on is this guy going to be able to make this kick at this point yeah um before we wrap with Royce, can i give you i have just sort of a i guess this is a new segment just a new so let's try this out i have a a what if scenario twins history as it relates to joe nathan who was just named the twins hall of fame today at the twins luncheon a, a, a going back in time and playing history out differently if something happens or doesn't happen. Okay. I think if Joe Nathan doesn't undergo Tommy John surgery, mm-hmm. I think the Twins win the 2010 World Series. And here's why. Not because of Joe Nathan directly. But if you remember, Joe Nathan, Joe Nathan was one of the best. Joe, basically, Joe Nathan was the best non-Mariana Rivera closer or reliever in baseball. And I know that there was a couple big games against the Yankees in the playoffs where he gives up a bomb to A-Rod or whatever. And, like, he had his moments, albeit brief in the playoffs, where there was big games and he didn't get it done. But if you just look, like, that dude had 2004 ERA below two. two like, his ERA is 158, 188, big-time strikeouts, right? So if Joe Nathan doesn't get hurt and he's the Twins' closer in 2010... The Twins don't revert to their plan B at the trade deadline, which is Cliff Lee's a little too expensive. They were in on the Cliff Lee talks. Right. Cliff Lee's a little too expensive. Let's we need a closer too. Let's do that. Like let's go for the let's go for the discount thing. Let's give up Wilson Ramos for Matt Caps. If Joe Nathan was their closer in two thousand because John Roush was their closer for parts of the two thousand ten season, then Matt Caps came in. Right. 
If Joe Nathan was their closer in 2010, first of all, they would have had probably another win or two going into the trade deadline because John Roush blew a couple saves that Joe Nathan probably wouldn't have. But they would have been short up in the bullpen. They would have felt great about their bullpen because John Roush would have then been like their seventh or eighth inning guy. And I think they would have been more likely to pull the trigger on an Aaron Hicks for Cliff Lee trade. Thus, your rotation is now Cliff Lee number one starter, Carl Pavano, Francisco Liriano. And that was Liriano when he was at, that was a great season for Liriano in 2010. I think the Twins had a legit shot to win the World Series if Joe Nathan doesn't go under the knife. And is what if that the year that that Joe walked off the mountain in Florida? Yeah, during spring training. Yes. All right. So, do you? Oh, how convinced are you that Terry w- would have traded Aaron Hicks? I so I here's what I think was happening. Like from everything I've kind of pieced together and heard throughout yeah. the years and at the time. Yeah. The three big names that the Twins had in their system were Aaron Hicks, Ben Revere, and Wilson Ramos. And they were willing to trade one or two of those for big-time help down the stretch. And I think, so Cliff Lee, went, Cliff Lee wound up getting traded for Justin Smoke. Justin Smoke went to... Or, I'm sorry, that, that's not Terry, that's Bill, Billy Smith Billy at the Smith. time. I'm yep. sorry, I missed Yep. I mean, Terry was... Yeah, but an, that's an still Billy Smith's deal. Yep. And and Aaron Hicks was was the number one prospect in the organization. Right. Wilson Ramos was more expendable because Joe Maurer was in his prime and just signed a big contract. So they were like they were floating Wilson Ramos Whoops. as a trade chip. Yeah. And then a year later it was bilateral well, six months later it was bilateral leg weakness. Um so I, I think I think they were in deep in those talks and they and they and they were like, oh, we'll give up Wilson Ramos and Ben Revere. Yep. We'd rather hang on to Aaron Hicks. But if the only piece to the puzzle remaining, and you just upped your payroll, it's your first year at Target Field. They yeah. had just signed Jim Tomey. They had signed Orlando Hudson. They brought in JJ Hardy, right? And they and they did wind up making a big trade for like, trading a, a future star catcher for Matt Caps. Like they were willing to gamble if they didn't have the out of oh well we needed a closer too. If the only thing you needed was a starting pitcher, was John Ross that bad? He wasn't terrible. I don't remember that was, that John was the Ross best being year a dumpster fire. Um. So that's an interesting scenario based on this, too, because it, it's a cautionary tale in retrospect now about how haughty and convinced you, you get that you've got something special that you're building on for sure, as opposed to saying, we're the twins, let's go for it in different ways. Because if you think back at that time, too, then, so let's say they, they make both trades. Let's say they go get Cliff Lee, too, and Caps. And I mean, in retrospect, now could it have been worse? They no. would have given themselves a chance with pitching then to go for it in 2010, and knowing now that a year after that you fell completely off the table anyway. That there is there is that interesting sweet spot in conversation, and this is this is where fans are right. And I think I'm a lot more likely to side with fans on, on instead of the philosophy being just go go spend spend spend. Which you're like, okay, that sounds great, but it's not it's not feasible all the time. But I do think that there is a conversation to be had about seeing windows of opportunity and pouncing completely. Yeah, and not overvaluing prospects too. Yeah. I, I do think it is important when you're not gonna just be able to make up for if you don't have a pipeline of prospects and you're not gonna be able to fix your team in free agency and you can't absorb bad contracts long term, then you you can't just give away your prospects. But in 2000, like 2010 was the year that you needed Cliff Lee and Joe Nathan, ideally, if he hadn't gotten hurt. 
But I look at that team in 2010, and they had the power. They had Jim Tomey. They had, well, Justin Morneau was hurt at the end of that season, too. That would have been another thing. Like, if Justin Morneau didn't get hurt halfway through that year. So if you had, he got hurt in if, July that year, right? Yep. Imagine if you had Justin Morneau down the stretch playing at that MVP level. Yeah. And Joe Nathan. Yeah. And even, even in 2009, the game 163 season, Justin Morneau missed that playoff series with a back injury. I'm pretty sure Justin Morneau was out for, I don't even think, did he play? I don't think he played in game 163. I'd have to go back and look. I'm pretty sure he was injured for, like, we look back and, and these Twins teams that missed out in the playoffs, and there was a lot of failures, but 09 and 2010, they were kind of ready to rock and roll there. 2006, they were ready oh, the to two, rock. The 2006 and, thing's up. But Liriano gets hurt in 2006. Yeah. And then 2009. That playoff series sure was such Morno. a meltdown in 2006. I'm not letting them off the hook. Like They should they should have won games and stuff. But they also had some really bad injury luck at the worst times where Liriano is the best pitcher in baseball. And, well, he's just out for the season. The, and, not, the not going and getting Cliff Lee, though, to me, was a big misstep. Yeah, that was I give I give this team credit in 92 when Jack had left and this team went out in March of that year and said, you know what? Believe it. We're trading Nagel and Cummings for Smiley. That was the last time that I recall that this team going all in and basically saying there is a window open here that's going to close at some point soon, probably. Yeah. And they were exactly right. So the not going and getting Lee always was the type of thing where I could side with fans in saying you've got to at least sense the opportunity here. And you can't keep saying we can't do that because your opportunities to absolutely pounce and win championships are not going to come on a yearly basis. Right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. 2010 was, so I don't know. I, we could play. We no, could play scenarios of, like that. But no, I'm sort of down. I just got thinking. I got right. thinking about that today when yeah. when Joe Nathan was there, and man, that dude was so good in the regular season, and didn't his one thing. I know Pat. Pat always thought he was just overrated, and Pat was never a huge Joe Nathan fan. <laughs> thought he was twitchy. The guy would get nervous. But we base if you're of the of the mind that well, Joe Nathan was worthless in the playoffs. Joe Nathan had an eight point one zero career postseason ERA, but it was only ten innings. So he basically he got rocked by the Yankees yeah, twice, yeah. once in two thousand four, once in two thousand nine, and uh, and then that's it. Like, but he he literally pitched ten innings in the postseason ever, <laughs> and we and we label him as this, not all of us, but we label him as this failure. That's Royce. Well, let's talk to Royce about it when we come back. We'll wrap with Royce. On the all-new Score North on 1500, it's Mackie and Judd with Rami. Rami will be back with us on Monday. He's finishing his move from Milwaukee. And uh, you can find all of our written audio and video content. Our hub is scorenorth.com, S-K-O-R-North.com. And we are at Score North on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. We're sitting in the TCL Broadcast Studios where we have a 55-inch TCL 4K Roku TV, which you can see on our, our live video streams. You can always see it in the background there. Just lurking with great content. Thousands and thousands of streaming channels. And a lot of people are cutting the cord these days, too. If you're one of those that's on the fence, you're looking to cut the cord, well, you better have a TCL Roku TV with that built-in Roku device giving you access to 4,000 streaming channels and 450,000-plus movies and TV show episodes. Uh, we like to uh, to flip around and, and, and look at some of these these team or these uh, these league centric apps like NBA and NHL they have highlight clips they've got old school games that you can go back and watch 
You can live stream Big Ten Network, Fox Sports Go, and all kinds of other sports streaming platforms. WWE Network this weekend for Royal Rumble. That's right. I'm probably going to be streaming that through my uh, Roku device. TCL is America's fastest growing TV brand. TCLUSA.com. Thank you, Jonathan. All right. We were at the Twins Luncheon today. Uh, Pat, everyone sent their regards to you in uh, Fort Myers, except for Joe Nathan. Joe Nathan didn't send you oh, his regards. Oh, he can't still be bitter. After no, I'm just kidding. I, he didn't. I just, you know, I don't know why he didn't challenge A-Rod a little earlier in that bad <laughs> bat. That's all, you know. I mean, the guy did hit the train out there in the left field. So, uh, center field, you know, th- killed three people up on the train tracks that pitchy through to A-Rod. So, anyway. Yeah. Hall of Famer now for the Twins, huh? Stay him. I'm still very upset, though. I can't get Cesar Tobar in the Hall of Fame. Why can't you? I, nobody will vote for him. Because uh, you young whippersnappers don't vote for him. So. I don't have a vote. Uh, don't blame me. I don't think you've ever okay. talked. Uh, when you told me why uh, Camilo Pasquale deserved to be in, I voted for him right away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, uh, I haven't campaigned quite as vociferously, but uh, some of the uh, guys we're getting in now, Cesar definitely goes in. So but, for yeah. for younger for people who are listening uh, either live or on demand who didn't see Cesar Tovar play back in the sixties uh, and seventies, uh, yeah, great leadoff man, stole bases, uh, scored runs, uh, you know, came close to leading the league in runs, and uh, played all over the wherever they wanted him to play. In fact, one day, which has nothing to do with him being in the Hall of Fame, but uh, one year when they were having poor attendance, he played uh, all nine positions late in the, season, in the game. Uh, late in the season and uh you know he could play all over little tiny guy uh, i mean really kind of a uh, wiry fella and small but he god he died of a heart attack and uh at age 54 in 1994 for no apparent reason he was perfectly healthy and he was one of those guys that played winter league ball till he was about 52 so anyway uh, I, you know, one one thing is the Twins. Here's here's the other big oversight. Halsey Hall is a man. He was like the crazy first announcer that uh, the character that was on the broadcast. Yeah, how is that? That's a thirteen, fourteen years. That's a great point. Play. Yeah, it's, he isn't in either. I don't. I got an idea, out. Patrick. I think what we should do is we should rename the the downstairs press conference room the Halsey Hall room. Yeah. Sid's got en- Sid's got enough rooms in town. He's got TCF Bank Stadium press box. He's got a yes. a corridor we, at US Bank. Let's name. Let's rename. And didn't we have at the Bedford Home? Didn't we have something that was yes? Halsey the Halsey yeah. Hall room existed. That's what I'm saying. Let's okay. bring it back. Mm-hmm. Well, that's uh, you know you know damn well Sid's working on trying to get in the Twins Hall of Fame, don't you? Because as uh, now that Jerry Bell's made it, he's trying to get it. So anyway, tell me about. Uh, uh, Falby is, uh, I was up at uh, Tampa today, as a matter of fact, talking to some of those people about Baldelli and, uh, and talking about how they, how do they survive? Cause last year at this time, uh, they were so hard up. They didn't even have five starters. They were going to maybe use one of these guys relievers to start. That was a big thing. And they'd gotten rid of all these players and everybody thought they were going to win 65 games and they won 90. And uh, it played in the American League East, they won 90. Yep. And uh, and uh, so, anyway, I was up there kind of talking to some of their people about how they just keep on keeping on. 
Well, two of the new managers this year were their coaches, not only uh, Rocco, but just Charlie, whatever his name is, that's in Toronto, too. He was uh, two Montoya. Older yeah, guy. Charlie Montoya. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's amazing the way this organization keeps getting rated and they keep doing the job. So, God is at a terrible ballpark, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's brutal. It's brutal. Are they getting out you know. ever? I don't know. No, the, the latest thing, the thing over in Tampa died a quick death because they didn't like the financial package that the Hillsborough County turned them down on that heartbeat. So, Why do we I sign, like, 30-year leases for these places? Well, the first owner was, like, Mr. Mr. Tampa, Vince Namoli, and he's the guy that tried to get the Twins to move there. They had the Giants. The Giants were going to move there, you know, and, and baseball basically boiled it down. And then... Uh, who else were they going to get? They're trying White, to get the, the White Sox or Mariners. Whitey's, I thought it was Whitey's White Sox. Whitey's. Whitey's were going to go there, too. Yeah, I remember that. And uh, all those, and they were going to all go to this glorious new dome to play yep. baseball. And, uh, you know, the, the biggest, well, their, A, the biggest problem is they, uh, you know, it's obviously the area didn't care about baseball, but the other thing is you can't get across the causeway at five. If you want to go to a game that starts at seven, you got to leave yesterday to get across the causeway. You know, the, the traffic is horrendous. So that's a, that from Hillsbury County. That hurts them too. Hey, tell me this. How, how can a heritage baseball stadium like Al Lang, which was known for spring training, yeah. they had the Mets, they had the Cardinals, they had the Rays last, but but Al Lang stayed. I saw your tweet. They so turned it into I, a I went soccer. Down to, I went down to see it because I loved that place. As a Minnesota guy who liked the sun, it there's there was no roof. It, Phil, were you ever? You must have been there, weren't you, Phil? Yes. Al Lang. I loved Al Lang. There was, there was no roof. Are you? You guys got me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That we can hear fine. Yeah. There was no, so you just sat there and let that sun beat the living hell out of you, and the wind was blowing every day, and it, you know, the wind was always blowing down there, and I loved it. So I went down, and I got up there earlier than I wanted to be, so I went down to take a look at Nostalgic Al Lang, and it says Rowdy's Al Lang Stadium, and I go, no, this can't be true. Tampa Bay Rowdy's. You know, it's a soccer stadium. Yes, sir, it is. <laughs> Wow. No one else is using it. Well, it was a great I it over. But shouldn't be used. It's like, you know, I, I don't know. It's like it's like old Tradford being a... Um, uh, Easy. Baseball stadium. <laughs> you know, it's ridiculous. Anyway, so, uh, so what's... Uh, are we are we explaining today at the twins luncheon why we're not spending any money? Did we satisfy the critics? Or not? Well, Judd uh, Judd cornered Derek Falvey for a large chunk of time to ask him those questions. He yes. is he is very comfortable with the criticism that he is taking because in his mind this team is not at a place where spending a lot on on the open market yet makes sense. Yeah, well, I I agree with him. But uh, somebody, uh, who told me, uh, oh, you know what? Uh, I was talking to uh, Ryan, my stepson, and he said you'd said on the show earlier today that uh, one, that Falvey told you that, like, the new the new trend in baseball is going to be the, uh, you know, the, the pitcher, the two-way player, the pitcher. That was his guess. I yeah. asked, yes, that he guessed and, that. Well, Tampa, which set the trend for the opener, 
you know, at this time last year, they were going to use one guy. They were going to have four starters and then use one guy, and then Evaldi got hurt, and they ended up using two. But it became a phenomenon. Well, they got the perfect guy for that here now, that Brendan McKay that was drafted out of Louisville, was one of the best hitters in college uh, baseball and also a left-handed pitcher. And I saw a pitch last year against the Twins minor leaguers over in an exhibition game on one of the backfields, and the Twins hitters had no chance against him. He's a lefty. He'd be the perfect guy to go out and play left field, come in in the fifth, strike out Eddie Rosario, and go back out and play left field. Who who was that guy that played for the Cubs and the uh, Brooks Kieschnick? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we knew, so so like so are we are is this really are we I, reaching I a new level? It's, it's Brooks. Well, are we just think, looking for Brooks Kieschnicks? Is basically what? Well, I, well, here's what I think though, Phil, is uh, with the 25 man roster and all these pitchers they're using, that 25th guy could be damn near anything, couldn't it? Sure. You know? And it 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 might be one of these guys that because uh, I saw that Ben Diddy signed again. That guy, you know, he's not a hitter, but he pitches with both hands. They like him. Uh, but I think maybe more and more guys are going to let him. Because you look up McKay last year, he had 240 at bats and pitched 100 innings or something. You know, so they're. Uh, they're I, I mean, obviously. 95% of the people or 98% of the people aren't going to be trained this way. But if you got one of these guys, you might take advantage of them. And if Tampa does it, everybody will do it. Yep. Maybe that's, maybe, no, maybe you do. Maybe you just train your entire organization <laughs> to play I every think right, position. <laughs> the 25th man. No, I, I think you're exactly right. They, they look at that last roster spot and say, what can we potentially do there? Yeah, I think you're right. How can we get how can we get two players out of that one last spot? Yep. And, uh, you know how many pitchers they used last year? Thirty one. Tampa to win a hundred games. The Twins used thirty one in two thousand sixteen, but they did it because they were a horse crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These guys did it to win games. Yeah. Thirty one. I talked to Kevin Cash today, he says, I predict we'll use forty one this year. Anyway, yeah, it's a uh, it's a different goofy game, man. It is. Hey, uh, the, the the Timberwolves last night go on the road. They so they are now post Jimmy Butler. They beat the Lakers without LeBron, but they they are now uh, twenty and fifteen in the thirty five games post Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. And Carl Anthony Towns twenty four points, thirteen rebounds, averaging uh, three assists, a couple of blocks. So have they, uh, have they found except something? For the, except for the game against Philadelphia, he's been great. Yeah. Except for Joel Embiid chasing him out of the gym. But they, I, I saw the, I only saw the fourth quarter last night, but they, uh, they look good offensively and with a bunch of, with Wiggy playing point guard basically. How about That's that? It. Wiggy can't handle the ball and he's the point guard. That's uh, well, the, what Rose is out tonight and Covington's still out, right? And uh, what? Tyus still out. There's Tyus yes. I think Tyus is out. I, I think Tyus so is out. Teague is questionable. Are, the guards are Bayless and Wiggy, huh? Yep. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> the point guards. Rose ain't playing tonight. Yeah, that's probably right. Yeah. Well, yeah, I suppose Rose is disappointed that he didn't beat out Harden. <laughs> he was leading him. That would have been the biggest fiasco in the history of sports. Well, the fans, the fans. If you just went off the yeah. fan vote, he was the second guard. Mm-hmm. Derrick Rose yeah. was. Yeah, but then there's uh, some common sense. Uh, yeah, thank <laughs> God they don't. Exactly right. And I heard some sports talk radio today, boys. Uh, 
I don't Hot know. takes? This has to be a daily uh, segment no, where you give us the just, South Florida yeah, sports talk. 30 minutes talking about who LeBron was going to take with the first pick. Oh, and, God. And then Super Bowl ads. We had, uh, what, do you think we're going to have good ads this year? Who gives a flying... Uh, I got the jump button! See if that, no. No, no. <laughs> flying airplane or something. So, I, I don't... Who cares? Do you think they'll be good, though? <laughs> I mean, I, know, I always I look forward always, to Super Bowl ads, so do you think that'd be good? I always click, by the way, where's your guy Tiger today? Oh, yeah, we've, we've forgotten all about him. He's I'm playing, Phil. It, I forgot he that he was playing. I haven't mentioned him. I put that in the Rose, prep notes. If, where is he? Did he make the cut? Oh, let me let me find it. He played pretty he well yesterday, it. right? It was, no, he was no? off the lead. He, three, he played the easy course yesterday. Oh, I thought he, okay. I'm pulling up my guy Tiger Tracker on Twitter Th- here. Thanks for reminding okay. us. Yeah, it was a, 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 a pedestrian was 70. He, he shot 70. So he probably made the cut, yeah. But he, he, did make, he did make the cut. I'm looking at a story right here. Fires uh, 70 Torrey Pines to comfortably make cut. Comfortably. Oh, so he's fine. Okay. Yeah, well, he's not comfortably chasing Justin Rose, though. Justin Rose is 15 under. Boy, is he playing good. Pat, we got to run. We'll talk Monday. See you, Roycey. All right. Tell those Twins fans to relax. Uh, we will. All right. Next week, Super Bowl ads. Nothing but. Wall to wall, baby. Just what do you think of this ad? Purple Daily is next on Score North on 1500. Find us on demand. Mackie and Jeb with Rami. Scorenorth.com. See you guys.